Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 68. Today we are continuing chapter 3, The Innocent Perception, and we are starting section 6, Judgment and the Authority Problem. So last week we finished section 5, Beyond Perception. In that section, we learned that knowing is beyond perception and that when we have fully accepted the atonement, prayer is no longer needed. We will have returned to a place where communion is our natural state. This week, we're starting section six and we'll be learning about judgment and authority. Paragraph one says, we have already discussed the last judgment but in insufficient detail. After the last judgment, there will be no more. No more what? No more anything. In part two of the workbook between lessons 310-311, there's a segment entitled, What is the Last Judgment? And it says, the final judgment on the world contains no condemnation, for it sees the world as totally forgiven, without sin, and wholly purposeless without a cause, and now, without a function in Christ's sight, it merely slips away into nothingness. Continuing, judgment is symbolic because beyond perception, there is no judgment. So judgment is based on perception as we learned in the last section, and knowledge does not perceive, it just knows. Continuing, When the Bible says, judge not that ye be not judged, it means that if you judge the reality of others, you will be unable to avoid judging your own. You know, I always thought that it meant that since we're all one, if you judge someone else, you're automatically judged because of our oneness. And well, actually I didn't always think that. I used to think that if we didn't judge others, God wouldn't judge us. Paragraph two, the choice to judge rather than to know is the cause of the loss of peace. We all sure can use something to relieve stress and increase peace. So here's something we can do. Choose not to judge. Continuing, judgment is the process on which perception, not knowledge rests. 
I have discussed this before in terms of selectivity of perception, pointing out that evaluation is its obvious prerequisite. So when you know what you don't want, you become more clear about what you do want. So judgment always involves rejection. There's a school of thought that encourages us to look at our unpleasant emotions and not judge them. We don't have to get all twirled up in, in the pain or discomfort of the feeling. If we just step back and be the observer rather than the participant, we can release emotional pain. So continuing, it never emphasizes only the positive aspects of what is judged, whether in you or in others. What has been perceived and rejected or judged and found wanting remains in your mind because it has been perceived. One of the illusions from which you suffer is the belief that what you have judged against has no effect. This cannot be true unless you also believe that what you judged against does not exist. You evidently do not believe this, or you would not have judged against it. In the end, it does not matter whether your judgment is right or wrong. Either way, you are placing your belief in the unreal. This cannot be avoided in any type of judgment because it implies the belief that reality is yours, from, as yours to select from. So it's like we look around at what we see or experience in some way and sort out the good from the bad, the pleasant from the unpleasant. We select the pleasantness and reject the unpleasantness. And then we think we won't experience any effect by rejecting what we don't want. And the problem with that is, is that if we believe that what we rejected is real, then we will experience effects of rejecting it. When we push against something we don't want, we're putting our attention on it. And by doing that, we are continually noticing more things like that. And therefore, we experience more of it. So continuing, paragraph three. You have no idea of the tremendous release and deep peace that will come from meeting yourself and your brothers totally without judgment. I really agree with that statement. Think about someone who really irritates you, really gets your goat. How do you feel when you're thinking about them and how much they irritate you? I'll bet you don't feel very peaceful. You probably feel irritated, maybe a bit angry or even guilty, but definitely not peaceful. When you recognize, continuing, when you recognize what you are and what your brothers are, you will realize that judging them in any way is without meaning. In fact, their meaning is lost to you precisely because you are judging them. All uncertainty comes from the belief that you are under the coercion of judgment. So we are uncertain 
when we think that we can delineate and separate and choose between the good and the bad, the pleasant and the other unpleasant. And also in behavior, trying to act right in order to be accepted, wanting to have people admire us and trying to and trying to get other people to do what we want, to change their behavior to please us. So continuing. You do not need judgment to organize your life, and you certainly do not need it to organize yourself. In the presence of knowledge, all judgment is just automatically suspended. And this is the process that enables recognition to replace perception. All judgment is suspended because it's not needed. Think about a court case. There's often a lot of uncertainty concerning the case. One side says one thing, the other side says something else. And the judge, what does the judge do? She decides. She makes a judgment based on the evidence that was presented. When someone knows the truth, no judgment is needed. The truth is known. All right, in a nutshell, that's my new word for wrapping up the lesson. So in the nutshell, here's what I got from this episode. In the end, it does not matter whether your judgment is right or wrong. Either way, you're placing your belief in something that's not real. And when we know, we'll no longer feel the need to judge. We'll just know. So this week, Let's practice releasing judgment of people, situations, self, or even ideas. This week, I wish you a week of knowing and the peace it brings. Many blessings. Namaste.